Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listening for all things comics. I'm talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I have to forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we will spoil the hell out of it. <laughs> I am your host, and with my other three victims, Michael, Richard, and Jeremy... We bring you a tale, and with all that being said, let's get things started. <laughs> Alright! Welcome everybody to our Halloween special. We're not talking movies. <laughs> oh! Nice whistle! Holy shit! That's... Yes! I'm loving it. Maybe I can find some special effects to add, like, thunder and lightning. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 Uh, anyways, so we're not talking movies. We're not talking TV shows. We are talking comic books tonight. And Richard has brought us a book that he thinks would make a great TV show. You know, we've had, uh, or a movie. Uh, we, we had that one where it was a, a movie that you didn't think was a comic book. So now we've got a comic book series that could possibly be a good movie or TV show. So, Richard said, how about we read Scott Snyder's and Jock's Witches, all right? Now, Jock being uh, the artist, not, you know, Jock Strap or nothing like that. And we all know (laughs) Scott Snyder. We're not talking about Zack Snyder. Scott Snyder, though, all right? That's for you, Jeremy. Yes, that is for me. Which I looked up. I just looked up Jock today, and apparently he's just one of those people that goes by, like, a one-name name, like Cher or Madonna and stuff like that. But yeah. his real name is Mark Simpson. I just think that's interesting <laughs> that he, he, he chose Jock to be his, his creator name. That's interesting. I never knew that. That's yeah. He's awesome. A really talented guy. Really, really super talented. Yes. I'm sure we'll get more into that as we get to talking about it. So, if you don't know, Witches is about... Kind of, I don't. We're gonna we're gonna spoil the shit out of this, anyways. So <laughs> it's not what you think it's about, honestly. It's about a family who um, has to deal with these creatures in the woods that people get pledged to, and that's how these creatures feed. Essentially, is what this book is about. So yeah, well meters, Jeremy. What was your whelming on re? All right, and this is also gonna be about volume one, the six six two volume, and as of right now, that's all that's out. So that I know of, I think there's another offshoot, but it's nothing. It's a, it's called Witch's Bad Egg. I didn't haven't finished it. I was actually reading it today. It is a prequel to the story, and oh. it's basically about a character that we will eventually know called Clara. Oh, cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, Jeremy, what was your whelm meter on this breed here? Uh, I was pleasantly whelmed. I'm sorry. Me. One second. Oh, one yes. second before you get going, uh, with your pleasantly whelmed. This is your first independent book, isn't it? Because this is done by Image Comic. This is the first indie read that you've ever had, isn't it? Yeah. Wait, is Walking Dead... Who who makes that one? Walking Dead's an image book as well. Okay, that's what yep. I was thinking too. So I, I have okay. read Walking Dead. I haven't finished all of Walking Dead, but I, I read a good bit of it. Yeah, um, okay. So I, I meant to look that up because when I was reading this, I was like, isn't that the same? But uh, yeah. Yes, it so, is, Jeremy. <laughs> hey, I know things. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I interrupt but, you. Please go ahead. No, no, you're good. Uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, I was uh, pleasantly wound with this one. It was. It was pretty creepy at some points and just messed up in others. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. It was a good one. All right, Richard, what do you think? Well, I mean, this one's going to be pretty obvious since I suggested the book, but I'm overly wound by this. I love this series. This uh, this feels like it was written to be a movie, which is why yeah. I threw that, that name into, into the ring of, like, this series should be a either a, a six-issue mini, uh, not issue, but a six-episode uh, miniseries or maybe a, you know, whatever, 90-minute movie, because I feel like you could knock this story out in 90 minutes. Yeah. I will say this. I went and did some uh, research, and shortly after the series uh, released its first issue in October 2014, Plan B Entertainment announced that they had purchased the film rights with the intent to turn it into a major motion picture. They also announced that Snyder and Jacques would serve as executive producers with Brad Pitt. I, I don't know how to say these last two names, but D.D. Gardner and then Jeremy Kleiner producing. And uh, just so you know, the most recent thing I looked up, Plan B, uh, where was it? Uh, Plan B Entertainment. They recently did the Netflix uh, Blonde, the Marilyn Monroe with Anna de Armas. I don't know if y'all have seen okay. those, like advertised on Netflix. Uh, the other last entry as of on a podcast as of April 6th, 2021, Snyder announced that Plan B was now working on a television series with Amazon Prime and Snyder wrote the first episode and Jock is creating the storyboards for it. Oh, really? So it's actually moving along. Yeah, that has me really, really hyped. So in the comic book world, it's not... It's not honestly a big deal for anything to get options. There's, I've seen, especially this year, I've seen countless things first issue out of the gate and somebody's bought the movie rights or it's been optioned by either Netflix, Amazon, or whoever. I'm constantly having to do an, an alternative for a book like that uh, on my Monday night shows. So, like, for it to be optioned is not surprising to me at all. For it to be at the stage it is, that's pretty awesome i love hearing that's got a shot at amazon because amazon i think is a good place for stuff like that netflix i hate and they're yeah. very much a, a you know take my ball and go home kind of thing which was why i'm worried about sandman yeah no i agree the worst i don't know if you've seen it but the hulu the stuff that comes out on hulu like horror wise my wife and i love horror and we'll watch a bunch of stuff but she always picks these movies on hulu and they're garbage. <laughs> they're garbage <laughs> movies. <laughs> well, Hellraiser came out on Hulu. Is it any good? Have y'all watched it yet? Uh, no. Uh, you know what? We're we're kind of... Uh, we are not poor for a lot of stuff that we need to watch. But that is on our list. I do plan on watching that. Yeah. I think the last thing I watched that was on Hulu was Prey. And I fucking loved it. Like, absolutely, yeah. positively loved it. Yeah. I, I concur. I digress, though. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I love that it's at Amazon because I think Amazon's actually putting out really good things with the boys and uh Incredible not incredible uh, uh Invincible damn it. Invincible, yes, yeah. thank you. Um they had the budget to do the Lord of the Rings stuff, which I've heard good things about it, but I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan, so I haven't watched any of it. 
Uh, Paper Girls, apparently, which is a comic book as well. People might not know that, but it's made its debut on Amazon and it apparently fell flat. So I don't know. It's kind of a hit or miss. Oh, I didn't know it came out on it. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't know it came out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, out of all the places it could be, I'm happy that it's at Amazon. I think they have the money and like they have the people that could back it kind of thing. Yeah. And they're not going to be like dick face Netflix. <laughs> or Disney and turn it into a, a Disney show. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. this no. <laughs> this would have to go on Hulu. Have to. Yeah. Yeah. If Disney yes. had it, it's, yeah. It'd be like Moon Knight. <laughs> God, I would be... I would be so mad if this got the Disney treatment. Like if, if, if Disney somehow acquired witches and then like decided to make a movie or something, I would be, I'd be like, oh my God, please, no. <laughs> All right, let's crack in. Let's get a review of this. Uh, I'm just going to let y'all know. Wait, wait, wait. You didn't give what? your, your well meter. Okay, my well meter. Um, I had not read this beforehand, which is why I asked you, Richard, because like, yes, of course, you're probably going to sit there and say, oh yeah, I loved it again. But since you were doing a reread of it, you might have seen something different. You might not have liked it as much. And so it would have been nice and interesting to hear if there was a possibility of something different. I mean, there is. We'll get into it. Um, I still <laughs> like the overall, like, I, I like all the whole the whole story so far. And I'm, 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 I'm clamoring for volume two or whenever that comes out. Because <laughs> it's got very much a Scooby-Doo twist in it. So that we'll get to. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> This book was not what I thought it was going to be. That's not to say that I didn't like it, though. I liked it. I was probably whelmed with it. And I honestly am saying that because I need to reread it. And I have not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hurt. You have slain me. (laughs) You have slain me, good sir. (laughs) I need to reread it. I need to reread it going into it now, knowing what I know. Because, honestly, I just had different things in my head as far as what it would be. And it didn't turn out that way, which is fine, because this is a whole other concept that I never would have thought of. And it's cool. I do like it. If it's a TV show, I'm definitely going to watch it. But, yeah, I, I need to reread this. I need to reread it. But I like yeah. it. It is good. The um, the thing that I think why I like it so much is there's so many parts in this story where the hairs on like my arm or the back of my neck stand up and there's certain things that they do in this series that just makes me really uncomfortable like one being that my my mother is very very claustrophobic i am not to her level but i am i do have issues with like tight spaces because i'm a very big dude and um (laughs) the the all the all the scenes or all the panel uh, work where they have people trapped inside of the tree. Oh my God. Just freaks me the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) I totally agree on that. Like, yeah, when I'm, I'm a little claustrophobic myself, like getting underneath cars and stuff like that to work on them. If I get a certain way underneath the car, I have to completely stop what I'm doing. Start breathing, move my wet self around till I get comfortable. And then I can continue working like it. Yeah. It's something I have to be extremely mindful about. But it's really like my last job. They were like, hey, crawl under this tunnel that's under this football field and uh, see if you can find where the, the concrete's coming out. I said, no, fuck you. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> see, I, yeah, like I, I've never been one like claustrophobic necessarily, but if I don't have a like an easy way out, 
yeah like a, 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 just seeing a way out like then yeah that's what kind of gets me like so yeah the the small area doesn't isn't that big a deal but if i can get get out of it i'm i'm okay well especially like you're stuck in a tree yeah in this <laughs> With a hole like six inches in diameter <laughs> and there's like shit chasing you that's going yeah yeah like fuck that no yeah yeah Oh yeah, there's yeah, no, it's like yeah, the nope. ch- it's like the chattering of those teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It <laughs> it's creepy because like just after reading this, I we live out like in the woods here, and I taking the dogs out to use the bathroom. <laughs> the like the the trees are like creaking and making essentially yeah. like a chit noise, and I just immediately like I'm getting goosebumps just telling y'all this. <laughs> it just it, it plays on that like primal fear of like your you know, yeah. your fly, uh, fight or flight kind of thing, and it, I just I think it's great. But yeah, For those of you who have not read this yet, when they sit there and talk about witches in this book, they're not your double double toil and trouble witches. They're, these aren't the Sanderson <laughs> sisters here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was waiting for that reference. <laughs> these motherfuckers are like full grown gremlins, like larger than you. <laughs> Trying to eat at your juggler kind of shit, okay? Like, yeah. <laughs> In to since we're there, the they they basically say or they theorize that there's some maybe like different evolution of man, but they're they're yeah. the top of the food chain is what one of the characters says, and you see that they have two eyes on both sides of their head. In my canon, they don't say it, but is always because of how they like you can lay up against a tree, and then they can still see you. Uh, it's just very creepy and unnerving, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> like the next dem- uh, evolution of tremors. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This, <laughs> yes. This. Uh. Yeah. This kind of has a tremor, tremor e vibe to it. Totally see that. Yeah. So you know, I'm I'm sitting there starting to read this, and the the first like few pages, you see a woman who's trying to claw her way out of a tree. It looks like her nose has been fucking bitten off or something like that. And I guess her son just happened to be waltzing through the woods and found his mom, like, trying to get through a hole in a tree. So you read three pages of, like, her begging to her son to help her get out. He picks up a rock and knocks the fuck out of her with it. And it was at that point I was like, oh, holy shit. And I got super excited for this read because, like, these first three pages. And I don't know what it did after that, but it just... I don't know if just the the the, the excitement, the the terror level, what it was, the mystery behind it all, because like she gets she's sitting there like all misty eyed, like not understanding why her son just hit her. And he says, pledge is pledged. And then hands come out from like around her face and they pull her back in. Creepy as fuck. Like, oh, my God. Um, That's yeah. what really got me going on this book. Like, I don't know about y'all, mm-hmm. but. I got that, and I was just like, yes! <laughs> yeah. No, it absolutely, originally reading it, this is the this is the hook that I was like, okay, you got me. What, like, I got I to gotta figure out what's going on here. Yeah. All right, so issue one, we kind of get, like, a, uh, a, a introduction to the Rooks family. We have, uh, what's their name? I have their names. Yes, please. Okay. We have Sailor Rooks, the daughter. We have Charlie Rooks, the father. We have Lucy Rooks, the mother. Uh, later on, a character named Reginald, um, who I don't think is an actual uncle, but they call him Uncle Reg or Uncle Reggie or whatever. Um, I don't think he's 
he seems like he's a very good close friend to Charlie, but I don't think he's an actual like blood related. Uh, eventually, we'll meet a Clara Poirot, and then Sheriff Petal, and there is a bully named, uh, I believe, Annie, and another girl that I cannot remember her name. Actually, I did not write it down. But anyway, those are mostly the core members of this story. Yeah, and uh, the Rook family has just moved to a new neighborhood. Something happened tragic where they used to live. Kind of don't really get to understand it till close to the end of the first issue. Uh, you can tell, you can see that the father is like a comic book writer, artist kind of thing, or a children's book writer. I can't tell which yeah, one, really. That's it. Yeah, children's book. Yeah, it's a children's book writer. Okay. Um... You see classmates and Annie's having issues and stuff like that fitting in. And cause she's always getting questioned, you know, did she kill this person? Uh, Sailor, I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyways. I, I, I just love, uh, there's one point when she's talking with a classmate in like chemistry class. And she, <laughs> that that person warns Sailor about like, you got to watch out for the, the chemistry class. He's a dick brusher. And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like. He likes to like walk past girls and brush his dick up against them through through the clothes. And she she utters the line, and it was one of my notes that I wrote down. Beware of the errant dick brush. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> all right, so please, because there's a scene in this book where the, a deer walks into their house and vomits I, up some shit. I don't know what the fuck this yeah. is. I don't know why that it's in was, this book. What is okay. this? That was my thing, too. Like, where the heck did this... Di- How did it get in the freaking house? Um, if you... I think if you look... I don't know what page that is, but it's when Charlie is talking with Reg about the new book that he's writing, and he's in his studio, like, drawing up. The, if you look in the back, like, behind him, he's got a door that goes straight to, like, the woods, and it's wide open. So that's how the deer gets in, first off why the deer does it I, that's one of so this is you were asking you know I think I'm overly whelmed by this but certain things that you know do I like and not like this scene is weird to me and the only the my only uh, realization is that it's that kind of thing like I said this book was written to be a movie this feels like one of those scary jump scare moments in a movie because the deer doesn't vomit he bites his tongue off that's what the deer does. Okay. Okay, I see that now. Well, and also the other jump part, jump scare part of that would be that, that like, the wife popping in there. I mean, like, she she wasn't in, the like, the original scene with him talking on the phone, and all of a sudden she's there, like, tapping on the shoulder. <laughs> oh, yeah. She just wheels her ass on in there. Yeah, like, she yeah, like... <laughs> I mean, she could be really stealthy on that, on that uh, wheelchair. <laughs> I guess... <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, the the that scene that that's the only thing I can think of is like it's written to be kind of like a jump scare in a movie, or it's uh, Zach, Zach. Wow, it's Scott Snyder. <laughs> um, You're welcome. It's Scott Snyder, maybe preparing us for some really fucked up stuff that's coming up later, and you know he's just sort of saying like strap in this is issue one this is the kind of stuff you're gonna see it's very like M. Night Shyamalan where like something happens that has nothing to do with the rest of the movie or whatever but like <laughs> it's supposed to be there to gross you out or like you said get you prepared yeah. for just like mm-hmm. gross whatever shit so throughout this issue you do wind up seeing what happened to 
Thaler's bully, Annie, and apparently you find out later on in other issues that she was pledged. And so that's how Annie winds up dying. It wasn't by the hands of Sailor. Yeah. Even though Sailor was like somewhat prepared to kill her, but she just wasn't there mentally. But you can't blame her. You also kind of get the vibe. You don't kind of get. You also kind of understand where the relationship is with Sailor and her dad. And how, like, her dad's trying to help her push back all this anxiety and stuff like that and actually move on with her life and just the struggles that that is. And then, you know, Taylor's coming up with all this this craziness, too. She winds up seeing a demented whatever-looking Annie in a tree and uh, freaks her out, windows break, all this other shit. And then you see a bald-headed, what turns out to be a woman... In their front yard, laying out teeth for I don't know what I don't know what that is either. I, I have no idea. Yeah, that was kind of weird too. Uh, I, I chalk it up to it's some sort of remember. Uh, well, for our listeners later on, it's revealed that this woman is a witch hunter, and she ha- she makes a statement about how like she learned some of the witches like techniques or spells or whatever. Yeah, and I'm assuming she's doing something here. Uh, they don't ever explain what. They don't explain a lot. Like it, later on, at one point, she takes some kind of dust, lights it on fire, and then blows it into uh, Charlie's face. They never explain what that does. But yeah, I gotta say, we skipped over, but I'm gonna come back to it. The uh, the scene with Annie and Sailor, like when she's confronting her, and you know, Sailor pulls out the knife and. Annie has the gun. When the witches take her and pull her through that hollow, I just oh wrote God. down. I, one, I took a like, I, I took a like screenshot of that, and my note was just horrific. Like it's yeah. just Jacques does an amazing job with this. Like it, it. Not only do they pull her in, they like fold her in half yeah. as she's being pulled into the tree, and that is terrifying to me <laughs> even with like the like the little comic heap sound effects like it made me think of like hearing bones snapping and crunching yeah. and like a uh. yeah the onomatopoeias well, yeah absolutely yeah well and then you see like just the hole and just it's just reamed with blood and like there's nothing yeah. else there just yeah no jock is his work is amazing throughout this entire series i don't like that we get the artist splatter overlay as you get deeper into the issues or as the story progresses. I think it's supposed to symbolize like forgetting because that was part of the thing is that you would you would forget hmm. who the person was that was pledged. So I feel like yeah. it has something to do with that, the cloudiness that causes that. And that's what that dust was, was I believe was supposed to be a blocker. I think that his wife says something about that, that that's what that was, was a blocker for him to not forget Thaler. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're correct. That's more than likely what it is. Yeah, no, uh, do do you, so I have a digital copy. Do you, in one of the uh, physical copies in the back, they, Jacques explains what, because Jacques did the pencil, the inking, the coloring, and I believe all these splatters that you're talking about are actual um, watercolors. And he did mm-hmm. that over the top of it after he had, like, inked it and colored it. 
he explains why, though. I never read it, but I heard that he explains why. And I was curious if your copy says that or not. Oh, I I saw where, like, I read how it was made because it was digital. Like, it was a watercolor that was, like, a digital take on it. And then it was done as a negative, And then it was done as an overlay on top okay, of cool. that. So it wasn't actually, like, part of the final work. But it was watercolor that was turned into a digital file to put as an overlay on the pages. Oh, cool. Okay. So, but no, I did not read why he did that. So that would be cool. I'll definitely have to go read that because I'm wondering now, like, am I right or am I even close to what his interpretation was? Because that would be cool. Yeah, that's a very cool take. I hadn't heard that. I, I don't know if I have a reasoning in my head. I did hear that Jacques did uh, sneak in anytime you see the woods, any scene that has woods, he said he supposedly hides, which is in there. So if you go back and reread it, you can maybe find some. Oh, oh cool. All right, then. Yeah, I just noticed, like, going through this first issue, like, the, the overlay is nowhere near as bad as, like, when you start getting into the later issues. Mm-hmm. And that's when the story really gets thick and stuff like that. I just, I didn't like it. I didn't like the overlay. I felt like it took away from the art that he does. But knowing the reason may change my mind. But yeah, that seems to be the first issue. On to issue two. Uh, we get an introduction to Reg, who is like, what is he, like a publisher, an editor? I'm like, what is he? To, to the yeah. father. I think he's like the editor. Yeah. We find out that Sailor was bit by the, I assume, the the Annie witch that was that was at her her window or yeah. whatever the night before like so my uh they established that she has a witch's teat on her neck and uh, one I love the I gotta mention this the cover for issue two is probably my favorite cover where it has the neck and the eyeball like yeah. coming out of the neck I love that I just it's so creepy I, it's just really cool to me um I assumed that by what Clara says about like she's she's been infected she's going to seek them out no matter what you do she's gonna go into the woods and seek out the witches I assume that Annie that she saw in the window is just a hallucination to draw her out of the house yeah. or run away from the house or something to get her into the woods I agree I yeah I don't think it's actually Annie unless mm-hmm. they took her in brought her to make her a witch but I yeah. would think I would think it's more of it just from like what I almost did it. Yeah. Just from like what <laughs> Scott Snyder has like his background on the story, which we'll, I'm sure we'll get into later on as far as like writing it. But I could see him being like, oh, no, it transformed into looking like Annie. Like that's what it did. Yeah. So we see Sailor at school and she's now getting along with Melina, who is the girl that's that. That questioners at, at first and they're at swim practice and stuff. Melina will come in to play later on in the story as well. Uh, Sailor's still seeing Annie outside in the woods, even through like windows and stuff like that. We kind of see what Sailor's mother's doing as far as an occupation. And another weird, just a boy is in the hospital and all of a sudden he wakes up and he's like, oh, you you've done something and it's like yeah. he he says you you smell like someone has been pledged like someone close to you uh has been pledged i believe is what he says yeah but uh 
they they're establishing that something is amiss here because she says like uh, the doctor comes in and he's like, oh, you're here early. She's like, yeah, you know, I want to be able to do things. And she's like, but I thought I replaced that IV bag, but it looks like it's been replaced and it's a different color. And this kid who looks terminally ill all of a sudden jumps up and <laughs> later on it's established that witches, if you pledge someone, they will give you what they call is a boon and that is something that you desire most. And usually it's someone who's like terminally ill or like about like they're really old and they're about to die or it's great wealth or something like that. So I'm assuming whoever the father of this child is has pledged someone and has gotten some sort of elixir that will cure their child of this disease. I got you. Okay. That makes sense. Sailor has a conniption fit because of this whole, you know, knot on the side of her neck, freaking out over it. She leaves swim practice, goes and steals a bus. Reg <laughs> sees the bus. That was one of those things, though. I was like, where'd she get? The, where'd she find the keys? Yeah. Someone just left the keys to the short bus in the, in the ignition? Oh, yeah, they don't need them. Just put them <laughs> up there in the visor. That's what happens in all the movies, right? Like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Reds notices that it's Sailor driving the bus. She takes it off to the woods. And then we start getting our first encounter of the witches and we see them. So that's pretty crazy. We also get kind of a background to Sailor's mother and her seeing a witch. What looks like a witch or something deformed on the road and her encounter with that. The witches take Sailor and Reds. And then the bald-headed woman... Uh, beats the shit out of Sailor's dad with a peg leg <laughs> and pins him down to the ground and blows some shit in his face. Yep. <laughs> yep. And yeah, that's that's one of those, I guess, it's kind of, that's really straight up what happened and that's about <laughs> about where it left off. I mean, we've ruined the, the mystery here, but they're building suspense and mystery as like, what like, because that whole, the mother coming up on what, because uh, uh, you learn in the conversation with the terminally ill kid that she hit a deer, or is what she's saying, is she hit a deer. Yes. And we see that in a flashback, she's coming up onto that deer. And also, by the way, that's what made her paralyzed, was hitting this witch. She was, later on, we'll discover more to this story um, we'll learn more about Charlie and he has an addiction issue. Uh, he's an alcoholic. And anyway, that same night that we'll eventually get to in another issue with Charlie, but the wife, Lucy, hit a deer and lost also their like unborn child and was paralyzed from this accident. All right. On to issue three. We start off issue three. We were kind of getting more backstory as far as like Charlie and Sailor and just them, you know, being a family and stuff like that and how to get over things. Because, again, that's a big thing with this is like teaching Sailor how to get over and how to like overcome fear. Essentially, you have the parents out there with the sheriff looking through the woods and he's trying to get the sheriff is trying to get Charlie's story about the bald headed woman. And we see the the rest of that interaction, which was just totally, totally weird again. <laughs> yeah, like 
the thing that I like about this also as well is like this isn't your normal witches thing. Like there's some weird shit that happens in this. Yeah. Like and in this case, I'm I'm assuming you're referring to when she, I don't know, pours some kind of paste out, puts it onto a needle, hokes her nipple, like and then stabs yeah. Charlie in like the like abdomen area with the needle. It's, yeah, like below some, his belly button. Yeah, it's some sort of like you know, once again, magic. Except for they explain in this uh, the series that it's not magic, it's some sort of advanced technology. We just perceive it as magic because we don't fully understand it yet. It's the, like, the Thor Dark World <laughs> thing where... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was going to say, like the MCU stuff. But yeah, she's sitting there poking herself in the nipple, and I was like, first of all, this whole time I'm thinking this is a dude. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then she whips her tit out, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I mean, is this, is this you know, person supposed to be transgender? I don't know what's going on here. So, yeah, uh, but clearly this is a woman. Anyways, now we jump back to the woods where Charlie's sitting there looking around. He is bound to determine he's going to find his daughter, and what does he find? But he finds Ridge in a tree. Yep. Uh, and his mouth is jacked up, like, hot damn. Yeah. Of course, we oh go for God. the rock again to open up the, the tree. And, like, just the artwork now gets all splattery again. Like, here's where it's, like, really thick. And it's, like, maybe it's because it's to elude there's witches. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Because, you know, witches should be totally present right here. Especially when we find out more about the sheriff as we go on. The part where we see Reg in the tree. Once again, this plate, like I said, plays on my fears. But, um when he's like help and then you hear him say red you hear charlie say reg and then he's like who's there i can't see they did something and you see his eye through the little hole in the hollow and you can see that they've done something they've blinded him somehow but they didn't like take his eyes but there's some kind of like weird infection on his eye it's just it's terrifying (laughs) (laughs) yeah and that's kind of my problem with it like all this Ladder, like to me, takes away from that. Like I can't yeah. see it as well as I would like to, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I, I don't have to say like that. I agree on that because, like, even though I am a seasoned comic book reader, I <laughs> <laughs> I was having uh, troubles, like, kind of keeping up in the in some of the pictures and some of the drawings of like what was going on exactly because it just kind of blurred together in some areas yeah 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 it does throw you off at least it did me so but then all of a sudden like the sheriff walks up on him and bridge isn't there and it's like they're just they're trying to make him look crazy is what it boils down to or trying to make you think is he crazy because yeah that's kind of the whole thing here or that he's drunk because they the sheriff eventually implies that there was alcohol supposedly in the in the cup that he was drinking yeah yeah, and then we'll kind of learn out more about that later as we go on. Charlie and his wife return home. Still, there is no sailor there. Still doesn't understand what's going on. And then he looks down at his stomach, and his veins read out ear, which is just all kinds of, like, creepy, weird. I, this, First of all, this, this spla- uh, like, splash page or whatever, I forget what this is technically called, but this page here... I think looks phenomenal. Like the way they did it and the way the veins make the word here. Oh, I just think yeah. So great. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I have too much tummy hair that I'd never be able to read it. So like, <laughs> same, same, same. <laughs> I think it says ear. Ear? What is it in my ear? What is it? I don't know. I'd totally have to shave to find out what my tummy was trying to tell me. Like, <laughs> anyways, but he figures out a location on a map, and then we see that Sailor is being taken, and apparently she has matches, which. We'll find out more about probably in the next issue, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, no, it was in the uh, in the last one or the like whenever they're in that where they're in this insanely huge like <laughs> yeah. jungle gym thing or whatever. Which I, I was looking at that, and I was like, okay, if any parent is out there actually dealing with kids and ever gotten in one of these things, those those tube playset things, or whatever. There's no way you, it's that big. You can't fit through two adults and one <laughs> like like teenage kid look like. One of those little square turn areas that, that, that doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> also, they're not they're not so dark that you need matches. But yeah, that's just that's just no weird. kid like, would to go in there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that um, that's just some like the way he decided to tell the story. If they yeah, if they do it for a movie or something, I'm sure some things that don't work about this they'll absolutely either cut or change or something. Yeah. I'm sure they'll do it in plain. I would think they would go hide and seek and somebody sitting in a yeah. closet. That's what that like was, at a house. Yeah. yeah. At a house. It yeah. would make it more intimate too, doing it like that. So uh anyways, we see Sailor and Charlie at an old abandoned amusement park, which you see the Ferris wheel the throughout the whole series you see Charlie, he has a tattoo of a Ferris wheel on his arm. And it's kind of a weird thing or whatever. So, um, yeah, you learn why as you read the story, but yeah, we're not there yet. Anyways, rereading kind of up to me. Yeah. Rereading this, it, I never, I like, I thought, I remember reading that the first time around, and I was like, why does he have a dumb, like, first, first will, <laughs> like, tattoo? And then rereading, I'm like, oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He has a confrontation with his wife. And I'm not going to lie, like, on the one scene where he's, like, reaching for the panel and they're very emphasizing that he's reaching for a knife, I was like, oh, he's going to cut this bitch. Like, (laughs) 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 he didn't, but he probably should have thought about it. Anyways, uh, we see Sailor. She's in the lair. Charlie has made his way to where the map is, and there's all kinds of, like, nasty things cooking. Yeah, she is in the cauldron. Yes. The, yeah. yeah. Deep, deep in there, what they call the burrows. Uh, they call that where the witches, instead of like a witch's, co- a witch's coven, it's called a burrow in this. And inside the burrow is where they cook the people that are pledged. And it is known as the, uh, the cauldron. And they just basically slow roast the people in there because she finds herself on a pile of children's clothes. It's horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, some more great artwork by Jock, just showing, like, all of that. It's, yeah, it's insane. Uh, we finally see the bald-headed witch again, her peg leg. Uh, <laughs> what's her name? I can't even remember her name. Clara. 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 Clara? Clara. Yeah, Clara, Clara, Poirot. Is she the one that was part of the uh, prequel you are talking about? Yes. Okay, cool. That'd be super cool to read. Yeah. 
So we learn a little bit. And Scott had said that there's also another character in that story. I don't know yet who, because I haven't finished it. Like I said, I started reading it today. But uh, there's another character, I guess, that survives that story that we'll see in volume two. Oh, wow. Okay. Survives like this first volume or survives with this Survives prequel? the prequel. The, the one okay. called Witch's Bad Egg. Yeah. Gotcha. We get some more backstory on Clara. Uh, along with some more backstory on Charlie and why he's like into this whole amusement thing and he's getting lit on a Ferris wheel and again making Sailor trying to force Sailor to force to stand up against her fears. Clara kind of gives Charlie some more info on the witches and uh, I guess she couldn't hang herself. I don't know what the deal was with that either. Like, no, he um, has him throw the rope and stuff and she. So she explains that she has uh, some sort of mite in her. The witches grow them like on their hairs. That's and right. And if anybody gets near, it's like a it's like an involuntary defense mechanism for these witches. And if you get near them, the mite will embed itself in you and then it will cause you to eventually kill yourself. So uh, you mentioned M. Night Shyamalan. So this is very much like the happening <laughs> with the, the plants, like causing people to kill themselves. Um, she wanted to go out on her own terms is basically what she's saying. She was saying, I need you, I need you to tie the noose because she could do it, but it's probably harder since she has two prosthetic legs <laughs> and she's like, test it. And then she basically tells him like everything you need to know about the witches, take my like bat utility belt for killing witches. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then like, go save your daughter if she's not already dead. And then hangs herself. Oh, yeah, because she was very much like, oh, she's already done. Yeah. Like, she's, there's no way you're saving her. She's already dead. Yeah. And, uh, but you learn very much that Sailor is a fighter that yeah. something has gotten to her from her dad, and she is climbing her ass out of that hole. There, so. Sorry, I just want to go back to that scene, though, with Clara. The one thing that bugged me, and this is just me nitpicking, but, like, when you discover, you see that she's cooking rats. And there's like bullets next to those, I think those containers or something. Because it's later established that you can shoot what they call rat bullets at the witches because they can't consume protein. And for some reason, rat protein is like, it physically hurts them. I didn't like that just because I'm like, they can absolutely consume protein. They eat people. People are protein. (laughs) Whether whether you like it or not, (laughs) like they're they're still protein. Um, yeah. That was kind of like meh on that. That bugged me when since rereading it. But yeah. Anyway. What, no, wasn't she saying? I, I can't find in here exactly, but she's saying they can't process like animal protein. Okay. I must have. Okay. I must have misread or forgot. I, I mean, I'll try and see if I can find it. But yeah, I think that's what she said. I think it's when the. Um, I think it's like we don't learn that from her. We learn that from another character later on. But yeah, oh. Oh, we. She also Clara tells an interesting thing about like go to where there are no trees and find the irons, which is yeah. uh, apparently going to be like a family of some sort. Like that's the name. It's not like a place or anything. But uh, the thing that scares me the most is she talks about go where there's no trees. So implying that anywhere there's trees, you're not safe. Like they there's exist witches. where yeah yeah there's witches in the forest. No matter where you go. Like, you got to go where there's absolutely no trees. Yeah. Yeah, no. And, I mean, come on. Where are you going to go that doesn't have trees? Yeah. Like, the ocean. <laughs> right? 
the desert. <laughs> Iowa? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, she winds up offing herself. Poor lady. We see more of the interaction between Charlie and the Sailor, making her climb the Ferris wheel. And apparently, pledge is something that you like put on people too. So like, it's not just uh, you pl- you verbally do it. Like you actually yeah. have to put this this stuff that's called pledge in a bottle, and, and not like you know the dusting stuff, but like this like special <laughs> witch pledge. Yeah. <laughs> Spelled bullets wrong as well. How did she? I think. <laughs> well, this this lady this lady's had a hard life. Like she also, it's established that she was like seven and she got pledged, and those those witches ate her legs. And yeah. she's a badass because she apparently escaped with no legs and then burned their house to the ground. <laughs> yeah, very much Sarah Connor. Like she, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As we go on through this issue, we find that the mother is starting to forget who Sailor is, asking who is Sailor, things like that. And we find out that this is a normal thing, honestly. Charlie's also been given a... Li- this poor guy, he, he's been shot in the ear as well. Like, right now, he's sitting <laughs> there, and we're in issue uh, five now, by the way. So, yeah, he's in his kitchen. He's got blood running down his cheek and neck and shoulder and everything else where he got shot in the ear by old peg leg. And, um... (laughs) Anyways, he's going through his bag of goodies that he got from her. The sheriff's there, and he sees, like, there's a list of names, and basically he's supposed to stay away from anybody that's on this list of names. And you see Petal in, like, the biggest letters on this list. And that's the sheriff. And so he finally realizes, like, the sheriff is definitely not some... It's part of this whole occult, this whole witches, whatever. He's done a deal with them. Mm-hmm. Um, he jumps the sheriff, takes his gun, gets him to take him to the burrow and all that jazz. I thought he... I thought he straight up killed the guy. Like, he, he freaking pistol whipped the sheriff. Oh, yeah. I thought he killed him. Well, I think... But apparently not. They don't go into full detail, but my theory is that the sheriff has some sort of like because he talks about later on. He's like, you don't even know how you don't even know how old I am. He's like, you could cut me open and see the rings. Like he's implying that he is like hundreds of years old. That's right. And yeah, he gets the crap knocked out of him later on, and then shot, and then he's still able to get up and like walk through the woods later on. So I'm I'm assuming he has some sort of maybe like regenerative ability or something like that. Maybe like not like on the level of Wolverine or Deadpool, but like something that keeps him living longer than normal. That's what I was going to say. Old Man Pedals. <laughs> old Man. <laughs> That's the spinoff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's talking to uh, Pedals about all the things and stuff like that. He does wind up shooting him. And then he takes <laughs> this jar of stink. Okay. Oh, and God. it's labeled oh. stink. <laughs> Can you imagine what this smells uh, like? Oh, I don't yeah. want to. Jock, Jock <laughs> does an amazing job. Like the like being able to like see something and read it. You can't like you you can't smell it. But the way he shows Charlie rubbing that on him and then in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. I like. Ooh. I just remember gagging when I first read this. I was like, oh. Oh, God, that's so disgusting. It looks like mustard and honey mixed together is what it looks like. 
but I bet you it don't taste like that. Yeah. Oh, a- no. I mean, even mustard and honey, but like that can't be good. I don't know. Honey mustard's pretty good. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wrong. Never mind. All right. Anyways. So the stink is supposed to cover up his scent when he's going into the burrow. You also get some more feedback uh, as far as the relationship between Charlie and Sailor in this issue. This this book is very much centered on the relationship of Charlie and Sailor. Yeah. Yeah. And just that, that father-daughter relationship, which is pretty awesome. Um, kind of hits home for me a little bit. So uh, he goes past some of the witches, or he's able to walk past them and them not smell him, even though he makes all kinds of racket, for God's sake. Yeah, so this is another thing that I wanted to nitpick, is, like, they have four set, like, they have two sets of eyes, and it's on either side, but can they not see in the dark? I would assume, since they dwell underground mostly, or and come out at night, that they would have really good eyesight, but I'm assuming the stink, like, masks him both visually and the scent of him. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, like, I would imagine that they have some kind of Almost like being, almost like with bats, being able to use like the sound waves there, and everything. Or, or daredevil, <laughs> echolocation. But yeah, <laughs> echolocation. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. That, using that stink, I mean, you would think they'd still be able to see him. So yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one. Especially like their design, like you're saying, they have two sets of eyes yeah. on each side of their face. And they're massive. Mm-hmm. Like, it's these just massive eyeballs. And usually in animals that have massive eyeballs, it's to take in more light to see better at night. So I would think they did most of their hunting at night as well. So I don't know. It's it's very odd. I agree. Very odd. Anyways, Charlie makes it to Sailor and goes to get them out. You start seeing more of, like... And this is kind of where you realize it's a cauldron and stuff like that because... Petals is talking to you throughout this yeah. whole issue, like throughout this part of the issue about how mm-hmm. he can feel the heat and stuff like that, and all, and how you're burning hot and stuff like that, and like his face is all kinds of jacked up. It looks <laughs> like half his freaking lips are gone. Yeah, but the cauldron is making making the stink come off of Charlie. Um, so I like also learning that the the like the way the witches show their burrows is they. They essentially they mark it with a tree that is unnatural in nature. It grows ginger from the tree, which ginger is a root and grows, you know, underground. But that's how they mark it. And then the what's what's the cop name? The sheriff uh, Petal. Petal. He talks about that's where the myth of the gingerbread house from like Hansel and Gretel came from. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. This tree, like when I opened it up and saw the splash page of this tree and stuff like that, and them standing under it, I was like, holy shit, it's the tree from Aaron Scared Stupid. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it, it is. Oh, my God. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. That absolutely is what that is. With the giant ugly eggs hanging from it and everything? Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. I totally, I have not seen that movie in a long time. But yeah, that is absolutely what that is. That's a great movie. Yeah. All right, on to issue six. The climactic finale of this this first volume. We've still got Charlie and Sailor trying to get out. They're making their way through the burrow. Uh, It's dark as hell. He comes across, like, he said something about a magic candle. 
Yeah. Like, was he just talking shit, or like, was this really a candle yeah. that was like? This is just him. They establish in the first issue he does this thing with his daughter. You know, how how would you slay hippogriffs? And she's like, oh, dynamite. Yes. He's like, would you put it in their, you know, their butts or their mouths? And she's like, ooh, no, just their mouths and or whatever. But this is him trying. He does that to help her with her anxiety. Okay. And I think that's just like, he's like, here's my magic candle, like trying to keep her mind off of the current danger that they are facing. Yeah, okay, no, totally get it now. And little does he know that it just makes things worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we, we got this <laughs> giant pit of just witches that apparently are attached to the walls. Yeah, they're known as the rooted ones. They're big. They're way bigger than the other ones, and they've somehow, they're so old that they just have grown into the the walls of this cave. That's crazy. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> By this time, you know, the witches have snuck up on old Charlie and Sailor and taken a chunk out of dude's shoulder. Like I said, this dude, this dude is a tough SOB. Like he's done been shot. <laughs> yeah. He's been stabbed with a, a nipple needle and <laughs> like <laughs> dust blown in his face, a big chunk taken out of his shoulder. But, you know, he's got a flare in hand, so he's going to go on all die hard with the flare and keep him away because apparently they don't like the light. So, uh, again, more reason why they should be able to see in the dark because yep. they don't like the light. I don't know if it's the light or the sulfur because he mentions like, oh, those are sulfur flares. Yeah, they'll hate that. So I don't know if it's light ah, or so. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. The smell maybe? Yeah, I don't know. It, it, they don't. I, I like this because in some sense it leaves it up to your own imagination. Like a lot of good horror movies do that. Like they won't show the monster fully or something when, like during a kill or whatever and they just leave right. you to imagine the most horrible thing that could happen there. Gotcha. But yeah, I, I'm assuming that's what what it is, is the sulfur. Okay. Uh, they found an escape hole. Again, it's a, a tree, and it's, it's a horrifying... It's horrifying, but funny all at the same time for me, honestly, because, like, now that I'm looking back at it, I'm like, this kind of looks like Ace Ventura yeah. when he's trying to get out of the rhinoceros ass. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but they make it out. They make it out. And all the witches are not happy about it. Um, we kind of get more of a flashback of Charlie when his new book is coming out. And his inspiration, we start hearing that, of what the book means to him and where he's come up with it. Get back to the house with Sailor. Shots are fired in the house. Uh, Pedals has then got his crew together. They're outside, and the witches are coming as well. They're looking for somewhere to go and hide in the house. Freaking Sailor's mom pistol whips Sailor down some steps to the basement. Jeez. I, I... Fucking Charlie gets shot again. <laughs> <laughs> in the leg. <laughs> I'm going to go join Peg Leg. Yeah. And uh, I'll be damned if Lucy doesn't get out of her her wheelchair and start walking. Yeah. Because that bitch has done pledged her own daughter. Yep. Oh. Uh, yep. That's just so. Yeah. Full spoilers here. We she explains to Charlie that her real name was Cray, and that boy at the very beginning where. He smacks his mom in the face with a rock. 
that's her like great great grandfather or something. He was he was pledged, but he went in turn and in turn pledged his parents. Yeah. And then escaped and eventually changed his name and she is the descendant of uh that boy and she's always tried to stay away from the witches but they somehow found well not somehow they found them because they sensed Charlie's desire and what what Charlie's desire was is he was wanting uh sailor to no longer have that anxiety yeah he was wanting to to be done with that and it found them again and that night that he was super drunk and had sailor climb the ferris wheel she was on her way back home from work and hit a deer and it ended up being a witch and it caused her to have a horrible accident she then lost the child that she was pregnant with and was paralyzed and she was hoping that was enough to keep the witches away but it wasn't so then she pledged annie the school bully and that wasn't enough either. So the only thing else she could do was she decided to pledge her own daughter. And then, of course, Charlie is like, no, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love what Charlie does there. He, I do. Yeah. Like he, he decides to not like they, 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 they kind of leave you thinking that Charlie may do this because he's like, you know, Lucy says like, I love you. And he's like, I love you too. And she's like, we can start over. And then he turns to uh, Sailor and he's like, you know, I'd go down the stairs, get out of here. I'll, you know, deal with this. And then he rubs the pledge on himself and then he charges at the witches who are now at the house and then slaps his wife with the pledge. <laughs> and then <laughs> like, says one of the most awesome lines ever where he's like, I'm Charlie Rook, proud father of the greatest slayer of mythological creatures of all time. Yeah. And he just dives into them as they the witches just tear him and, and Lucy apart. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh Sailor gets out and finds Melina right there in her the, the edge of her basement window. Mm-hmm. And I I'm not thinking that there's pledge in this like garden mixture here. Like what the like she's just spraying herbicide on all these people. <laughs> Um, This is something that I was like, did a panel get lost somewhere on my digital copy? Yeah, they don't show her put Pledge in there, but I'm assuming it is Pledge because... They're all green. They're covered. Yeah, they're they're covered in it. And you see the there's a specific little panel where it shows the witch going like chit. And then we see Melina being like, oh, God. Um... So I'm assuming it's real pledge, but they don't ever show Lucy, not Lucy. They don't ever show Sailor put that in the, the like, whatever. Yeah, what is that called? When you, the the applicator uh, miracle grow. Yeah. The like yeah. miracle oh, grow yeah. stuff that you would like attach to the hose and like fertilize your yard. Yeah. They don't, they don't show that at all of her putting it in there. And I was worried that this digital copy was just missing that that page of some sort, but I guess I guess the physical copy is missing it too. <laughs> nope, nope. Uh, we go from her crawling out of a window, Melina standing there, saying "pledge is pledge," and Taylor reaches over, grabs Miracle Grow, and says "fuck you, I pledge you." <laughs> and then this whole town and starts spraying all of them. Uh, and then she kind of like, in this panel over here, she looks like she's dancing her way out, but I know she's not. She's running, <laughs> but it looks like she's dancing. <laughs> 
Uh, Pedals winds up getting a hold of her, and I don't know what she pulled out of her back pocket, but she slit that bastard's throat as well. It's her glass. You see, when she's in the cauldron, she breaks her glasses. Apparently, she's one of the very few people that still have, like, glass for their glasses, because most of the time now it's just plastic. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, she breaks it and puts it in her pocket, and that's what it is. Okay, okay. That's why this is great doing this with you, Richard. You catch on so many things that I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor gets in the car to drive off and just drive away. Uh, We finally learned that, like, the inspiration behind the book has been the whole time of Sailor and just her being brave. Yeah. And that's what, like, he got... That's how, you know, he wanted to do this book. And that's essentially how this whole volume ends. Yep. So, it is left open that there could be more. I think Scott Snyder's even said, talking about there being more. Um, Apparently, there's a book called Bad Egg, which Richard's already talked about as far as being a prequel. Did y'all happen to see um, this, like, three-page or six-page, I guess, like, short story that's, like, probably the most horrifying thing I think I've read in the entire book, honestly? It's about, like, a woman and her brother? Y'all have no no idea what I'm talking about. No. Yeah, I think that may be only in in the physical copy. What, is it at the very end of the book? So, in this trade, it's, like, past all the... The, the letters that Scott Snyder not Scott god dang it yeah Scott <laughs> I'm sorry yeah Scott Snyder right for uh for the issues it's all the way at the very very back yeah I don't think we got that yeah it's so this guy freaking pulls up and and you have this interaction of brother sisters she's moving in and he's bringing her like you know lunch dinner and something like that and like halfway through the you know talking about her new son that he has and how his sleeping's doing and things like that and um like halfway through dinner he's like I- i'm sorry and you see her go and pass out and he's like i promise you know it, it's you'll forget about him and all this other kind of jazz and you know they don't like it when you look at him and you kind of see through her like his fingers like one of the critters come through the house one of the witches come through the house and like take the kid and uh they wind up snatching him too and I'm just like, oh, my God, it, it's, oh. Because at one point in time, I was like, is he about to rape his sister? Because, like, oh God. he pulls up her shirt to, like, show that the left side of her chest is not, like, being bruised or something like that. And he's like, look, you know, they said, as long as you didn't do this, you'd be fine. And look, you're looking healthy. You're looking fine. And I was like, okay, well, that's just kind of weird. And you're taking a little too far, bro. But, I mean, this whole thing's kind of taking too far. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's it in a nutshell. I think me and you both read this, Richard. Yeah. Which was Scott Snyder's like letter to the fans, essentially, of like where the idea of witches came from, and it's so super cool. Yeah. Essentially, like he went to a rural or like his folks bought a cabin out in like rural Pennsylvania or something like that, and he got a friend that was out there named Ryan. And they go out to the woods and they go monster hunting. And then all of a sudden they got obsessed with witches when they were like in their teens. And they go look for witches. Well, they were at their little like meat truck base one day. And Ryan's like, hey, who are you? And it was, they they swear it was somebody behind a tree. And then all of a sudden it just, that person or whatever disappeared. Yeah. And so they were terrified from then on. And they always said it was witches. So I don't know. It was just, it was a super cool read. Yeah. I, I I love though 
in that in that afterwards uh, or back matter, whatever you want to call it. But uh, I'll just read the excerpt because I I specifically put it out. He said any. So this is fast forward to you know that happened when Scott was very young. Fast forward to Scott. He's much older. He has a family of his own. He now still goes to that house. He talks about how he like even proposed to his wife there at that house. Uh, the the excerpt is. Anyway, about a year ago, I went for a run along the road by our house, and I decided to take a peek into the woods. I hadn't been back there in 15, maybe 20 years, but for some reason, I figured I'd just take a look to see if the old trail was still there. I stepped off the main road, started walking through the ferns and the brush towards the taller trees, and that's when I saw the witch. I kid you not, something leaned out from behind the trees, something tall and skeletal and dark, and I froze. I froze, and that strange, hot chill of terror shot through me, and I was a kid again, deep in the woods. And that thing that was looking at me through the trees, it had been waiting here all along, hadn't it? It had known I had come back, and it had been patient. I just, I get, like, I've got goosebumps now from that. Like, it's just (laughs) so, like, creepy. Yeah. I love the the next paragraph, though, and it goes... Of course, a moment later, the sun shifted and the witch vanished. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just think that's awesome. Like I said, this was totally not what I thought it was going to be. I'd heard so many good reviews about it, and it is a good read. I I thoroughly encourage anybody and everybody, you haven't read this, to to go and get the trade or read it online or whatever it is you do. Trade's super cheap. I say super cheap. I mean, six issues for less than $10.00. Uh, in one book through Amazon. So that's not, honestly, that's not bad at all, in my opinion. What about y'all? Would y'all refer this read to anybody? Well, I mean, to not to anybody. Like, I'm not going to tell my wife to read this. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> well, because she, she'd be like, nah, she wouldn't be able to, to sleep for like a week if I wasn't around <laughs> or something like that. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's really cool. Especially like, I, yeah, I, I, got, I got chills in it, so... I think it'd be one that I would definitely suggest to to some people. <laughs> yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend this to anyone. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. Like I've I've been I like off podcast. I've been telling my wife about like cause she'll she'll bring up something about how like she's creeped out in the woods or the woods make like a creepy noise. I'm like, you've got to read witches because she loves horror movies uh-huh. and stuff like that. I think doing this I finally convinced her because I think she's like looked over and seen me reading it and been like oh what's that about so I, I've, I've I've sent her like a link to like go read it and I'm hoping <laughs> she will and she like this won't me editing this won't spoil it for her <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's funny I would like my folks and my brother live like y'all talking about living deep in the woods like no nah, they live deep deep in the woods like yeah their driveway is straight up like almost two miles long i kid you not i'm not over exaggerating i've clocked it oh wow um it's 1.7 i believe (laughs) to get to their house from the main road there's nobody else like it's not a neighborhood yeah like it's straight up you're driving through the woods to get to their house grandmother's house we go um (laughs) it's what my kids say anyways so yeah like if if they were like anywhere kind of like scared of stuff like that or I would totally just give this to them because it would just add to it but mm-hmm. they would read it and be like oh okay it was great whatever 
Awesome. Well, any other final thoughts? Uh, uh, yeah, I just get out there and, and go purchase a copy and, and read it because I want more of this. Yeah. <laughs> and the only way that's going to happen <laughs> is if more people read it and demand it. Um, but yeah, that's it. I agree. I agree. Awesome. Jeremy, where can they find you at this Halloween? Uh, well, they might be able to find me out there, you know, dressed as uh, the way my, my wife told me to dress as Fat Thor. Um, <laughs> that's that's mine. That's mine. I'm taking that. <laughs> Dad bod Thor? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just uh, just out having fun, uh, being safe. Everybody, you know, that's the thing I was going to say too, just everybody be safe in on Halloween and, but just enjoy it uh, but other than that I can be found on Twitch under the handle Night Fury GTO that's Night with a K and of course on here awesome Richard um, I will probably just be watching horror movies all night that's usually what I do for Halloween <laughs> um, maybe handing out candy I don't know where, where we are I don't think we get many trick or treaters but maybe Anyway, if you want to contact me directly, I have a Twitter account. Uh, my Twitter account is Night Curry, Night like day and night, and Curry with a K. Uh, if you want to contact us directly, we have a Gmail. Our Gmail is comicallycomicspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, or Instagram, you can check us all out underneath Comically Comics Podcast. Awesome. I'll be strolling some neighborhood, me and the wife, with our. A little Ghostbuster and a little Owl and two Rot Rollers. <laughs> <laughs> Telling them to get as much candy for me as they can. Exactly. Because I'm <laughs> no longer trick or treat. <laughs> that's, that's one of the perks of being the parent is you get to pick through the candy first. You're like, no, nope, that's not good for you. And you just go yeah. and eat it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I need to t- I need to test this first, buddy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, this one's mine. Yeah. It's bad for your teeth. I'll just take it. <laughs> oh, but you can find me on Instagram and eBay at 22 underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 comic. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did making it. Happy Halloween and say goodbye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. Bye, Jeremy. I mean, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.